definitely need to reflect back, heal and work on yourself and what your triggers are and what, you know, if it's money issues or whatever, like you need to work on that before going to the next relationship because this is going to come back up again. Both Jordan and I have come from relationships where we saw there was a lot of trauma in working through those things that we had gone through in our past relationships. Welcome back to another episode of Keys to the Queendom. I am Tamara Maya and with the help of my incredible guest, I'm on a mission to lift the curtains on all the secret tips, tools, and strategies I wish I had known while building my first business. So if you are ready to unlock your full potential, welcome to the Queendom. And we are here with a special episode, Keys to the Queendom. Hello, everyone. I'm here with my beautiful partner, Jordan, and this episode is Confessions of Our Relationship. Sorry, babe. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, good. Thanks, everyone, for throwing me under the bus, like asking all those questions. So, yeah, it's going to be some fun, I think. So, Jordan and I, we wanted to make this fun but at the same time, we wanted to also, you know, speak truth for you listeners out there because we've been together for 10 months and we've we've navigated some pretty interesting hurdles together. And I thought this would be a really great episode to share with you guys the hurdles we've gone through, the challenges, but also the beautiful, the beautiful pieces of our relationship that have also been applied to, you know, I guess the the pieces that we've traversed have definitely been something that we've worked through together in our relationship but it's also been really applicable to both of our businesses and i'll explain that in a second but what we really want to do here is also not coach you guys because we're not relationship coaches but just give you guys a bit more insight about what we've gone through so it can also support you guys to see how everything in life is a mirror and so Jordan and I know when we're not doing well in our relationship, that that affects you know our business, other parts of our relationship and other elements of our life. And we really wanted to share these pieces together for you guys so you can take some golden nuggets home to see where it, this is showing up in your life. But yeah, so Jordan and I, no secret, babe, right? We met on Hinge. Did you want to tell the story? <laughs> yeah, we can share that story. Um, yeah, so we met on Hinge. Uh, I was playing the field a bit, and then time came along around December of 2020, I think it was, um, yeah, 20, uh, 2021. And yeah, we got chatting um, for about three weeks, and then she sort of like just disappeared. Uh, and after about five days, I was like, oh, that's odd. So I was like, you know, send out a little meme. Didn't get any responses, like, oh, she's gone. And then uh, probably three weeks later, was it, babe? Maybe four? Yeah. You sort of reached back out and you're like, oh, hey, remember me? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, how could I forget? Great smile, sexy body. <laughs> um, anyway, and yeah, she's like, asked me what I was doing on the weekend. And I was like, oh, no, I'm busy this weekend. Um, and, you know, we can do something the following weekend. And, She's like, okay, what do you want to do? And I was like, oh, you can come over to my romantic balcony for wine. <laughs> and um, <laughs> you agreed. <laughs> so, yeah, she agreed. And then about three or four days out, she must have been feeling a bit uncomfortable. And she was like, oh, you know, maybe we can go 
you know, to a restaurant or somewhere to drink. I was like, nah, I'm good. Like, just, just come to my place. We'll have some wine and I'll make some cocktails. And, yeah, so she agreed and we had a good time. We had to spend the night together and the next morning I was like, oh, this chick's all right. I don't want to let another good one go. Let's see where this goes. So I took her out for breakfast and then that's all she wrote. <laughs> Jordan's being really um, PG about that as well. And this is confessions of our relationship. But it's funny when you talk about that, my love, because, you know, yeah, the reason why I wanted to go out for dinner was because you could have killed me. You could have been an actor. <laughs> and the story does go, you know, I went on Hinge for the first time in a very long time. And my, my goal was just to get back into the dating world, get confident again in the bedroom. And so, obviously, when Jordan and I started talking, it was purely just sex talk, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. And um, yeah, we openly talk about that. We didn't really share that with, like, you know, family at the start. But, you know, the intention behind our relationship was, you know, at the start, it was just merely to have fun. And then, obviously, throughout, like, the couple of weeks that we started talking, we started to get to know each other. You know, he was really big on communication via text. I really enjoyed that about you as well. Um, he found out I was a life coach and I had even asked him if he'd ever known much about life coaching. He started to share his journey of life coaching as well. And yeah, the night we, um, we met up, I, you know, could have died. Yeah. It was a one night stand. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, you never know it in West Ride. <laughs> all the way out in West Ride. emergency with my girlfriends. Like if I, you know, don't respond, if I send this emoji sign, you know what to do. None of my girls were ever available that night too. They all had to go out that night. But um, once, obviously, Jordan and I got together, you know, I left my toothbrush there and the rest was history. And I feel this is important to share because very much there's almost this belief that when you start dating someone or even if it's like start to get to know someone, there's rules where it's like, no, you've got to wait after five days until you start sleeping together. Whereas for Jordan, there was no expectation yet. There was also like the stuff that had, we had done prior to meeting, you know, meeting, you know, Jordan had already done a lot of work on himself. You know, he'd been single for a while. I'd sort of been single. <laughs> well, I'd been single, but I haven't really, you know, been out with many guys. But I think we just had come together. And at the time when we first met each other, you know, yes, there was the first night of sleeping together and then we got together and the rest was history. But so many people worry about all that kind of stuff. And I feel it's really important to share and you can also share with this Jordan is that we had done so much work on ourselves prior to getting to the relationship. And I think you can share a little bit on that as well. Hey babe. Yeah, for sure. Like I had, um, as you know, like had a lot of tr uh, troubled relationships. Um, you know, when I was 17 to 20, I'd been cheated on multiple times. Um, then again, in my nine year relationship, uh, was cheated on in a marriage then um yeah just had a lot of troubles through relationships in the past and so that took a lot of time to get over that and not just go oh, all women are fucked and they're all cheaters and all that sort of stuff um but yeah it took a few years to get over that like i got into another relationship after the divorce and i was in that for three years um that relationship was all right. It was a bit emotionally abusive, I guess, on both ends. It wasn't just her, it was me as well. Um, and when that ended, I was like, okay, I'm going to 
you know, take a break again and just, you know, reflect back and heal. And yeah, when I felt I was ready, uh, which was around about the time that I started to talk to Tam, um, I was like, yeah, you know, I probably am ready to get in a relationship again. So it's not just a, you know, rush into a next relationship or anything like that because then he's dragging your past trauma into the next relationship and it's probably going to basically recycle itself. You're going to keep going in a circle with your relationships. So you definitely need to reflect back, heal and work on yourself and what your triggers are and what, um, like, things come up for you in the way of, like, what do you argue about? What is, you know, if it's money issues or whatever, like, you need to work on that before you go into the next relationship because it's just going to come back up again. Mm. We, um, we speak, and this is, again, again, sorry, this is also supporting you guys listening. Both Jordan and I have come from, you know, relationships where we saw there was a lot of trauma in, we had gone through, you know, working through those things that we had gone through from our, our past relationships. Yet coming into this relationship, you know, we had also started to see that was also a lot of healing that needed to be done based on the other relationships we've gone through. Um, one really big piece that Jordan and I traversed together not long ago was there was this energy that, you know, I very much was looking for in a man, which was this distorted masculine energy. And I don't know if anyone can relate to this, but I was basically for so long wanting a really healthy masculine, which was Jordan. Um, and prior to that, I was really re like attracting very similar um, people like my father, you know, the narcissist, the unemotionally available man, you know, had a job, you know, even though that's questionable with my dad, we know he had a gambling addict. And there was this pattern of mine where I was, you know, basically attracting these types of men. When Jordan came along, because that's what I really wanted and invested in and manifested, it almost was too unfamiliar for me when we started to really get to know each other and what we really liked about each other and what the things started to come up for me was Jordan was this healthy masculine that I was so unfamiliar by that I actually nearly self-sabotaged it. You know, a distorted masculine can come across as like, you know, very narcissistic and, you know, money driven and wants to look after you, but they can also have other elements where it's not healthy. And so the things that I had thought I wanted in a man was not the distorted masculine. It was actually someone that can hold me, that can look after me and also be there for me and be able to communicate with me. So we traversed that not long ago, hey, babe, where we were having a lot of fights around the distorted masculine, around money, around you know, business around, you know, our careers. And it was only like not long ago, we've been able to obviously work through that. And you've had also some, some trauma come up with also your energy systems around the feminine and the masculine. Did you want to share that as well? Yeah, I'll just touch on what you brought up about the uh, distorted masculine as well. And, and the way you tried to actually sabotage the relationship. Um, so probably about three months in when I actually moved in, yeah. um, we'd have our nights and we'd, you know, have every Friday night we'd go have some drinks here and stuff like that. We'd have cocktails and um, I found yeah, quite quickly that when she'd have a few drinks, she'd start like, you know, picking, like just trying to start a fight. And after like I think it was the second or third time, I was like, what are you doing? Like, why are you trying to pick these fights? Like every time we drink, you start picking fights. Like, stop doing it. Where's it coming from? 
And that's where she started looking at it and actually realised that it was coming from past trauma. Mm. And since then, she's, like, been really good. Like, she's, you know, worked on that. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's definitely something, you know, that came up. And then things came up for me as well, uh, especially around the money issue, um, you know, where I was taught around money came a lot from my father. And um, one night we were laying in bed and I can't remember exactly what I was anxious about. We had argued about something or whatever and I was like laying there really anxious and you, you know, came to me like, hey, what's going on? Like, you know, you know, told you and you took me to a meditation which sort of brought me back to my childhood and <laughs> all of a sudden I just like, couldn't stop crying for like two hours. Um, and it was all around like this piece that came from my father. And it played out in so many areas of my life. And I was just, it just hit me all at once. And I just could see, oh, it hit me there. It got me there. It got me there. It got me there. And so I had to reevaluate how that belief that was installed in me was affecting my life and what I needed to do to change that. Um, and since then, uh, you know, I have definitely changed my money habits and um, Pam's loving that. <laughs> I guess. So. Well, I then you see. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah, but it's there is also the reality side of things as well, which, you know, Tam and I also talk about. Um, it's not all just like, you know, you definitely got to have a balance of like, you know, saving and spending and lots of stuff and living life. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I really appreciate you sharing that, babe, because I know that's, you know, obviously quite personal. And for you guys listening out there, how Jordan and I were able to be so open with our traumas, our past relationships, the things we've been navigating, and still to this day, are navigating was that from the very beginning we started dating and this is the first time I've ever done this if, if I'm completely honest because I made a promise to myself that in the next relationship I'm in if I'm ever feeling something whether it's from you know anxiety attachments or anything that has come up in the moment I will always speak truth and so that was something Jordan and I really began quite early in our relationship I was the one that initiated the first like he wasn't very open to begin with and that's completely fine you know I was open to sharing you know how I was feeling how vulnerable I was whether if you know he didn't reply to a text message straight away I would express to him like how that would make me feel and the more I did that the more those anxious feelings and thoughts would go away it was almost like the more you speak truth it's you in the moment being able to solve the will solve the problem essentially rather than bottling it up and you know burying it away and then it later coming out in other conversations or fights like that and so for those of you who are listening you know one of the biggest things Jordan and I are really great are grateful for is the fact that we have been able to communicate at a very early stage how we are feeling and when I speak to my clients about this, especially if couples have been together for a long time and they didn't begin the way Jordan and I began, it's being able to show the person rather than tell them. So how, um, you know, how I do, how I did that with Jordan was just start by using myself as an example. I start to be more open. I start to be more vulnerable, which gave Jordan permission to do the same. Am I right, babe? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, you definitely were the one to teach me to, you know, speak true. Um, and I started to love using that uh, phrase, actually. I, you know, come to kind of like, hey, babe, like, I need to speak some truth. <laughs> and she'd be like, yeah, great, let's go, let, let's do it. So and then I'd tell her and I'd say, hey, like, you know, X, Y, Z, like, when you did this, it, it annoyed me, like, and it triggered me and I didn't appreciate it. Rah, rah, rah. And then Tam would work with that. She'd be like, okay, no problem. Like, I'll keep that in mind and next time I won't do it that way or I won't say it that way because there was quite a, quite a number of phrases for myself that would trigger me, which probably most, uh, like, in most relationships get used. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it, it triggers us. And speaking that to her and say, hey, don't use that phrase because that triggers me, she was then able to go, okay, I won't use that phrase. And then everything's good. And it's great to be able to speak that truth because when we go to bed, we don't have that angst or anxiety. We're not holding on to anything. We can go sleep comfortably. We're not waking up the next day and still having that fight. It's all done and said. Uh, and then next time we have a, a chat, like it doesn't come up again. We have to be even more speaking truth to the listeners though, right, babe? We had a fight just before this episode which was recording. And again, because I want this to be so honest and potent for you guys, you know, we're not perfect. Like I lose my temper very easily. I'm getting much better at it. And while Jordan will say, you know, babe, I would like to speak some truth. There's been times where I'm like, this has really bitten me in the ass when this whole speaking truth thing has happened because I've been so good to speak my truth, but sometimes there's been moments where Jordan speaks his truth and how often have I reacted like a little child? And then I have to go away, come back, calm down. And it takes some practice. Sometimes still Jordan and I have moments where it does take us, you know, a little bit like, Oh shit, I've done something here. Um, and we've gotten, as we've been together now for 10 months, we've gotten better to, in the moment be able to sort of like whether it's about breathing and sit with the emotions and then come forward and respond in a resourceful manner because I know very much like before this recording happens I can have my little tam tantrum and (laughs) I'm sure you can oh you can have so many stories to share with these guys but it's really important that you see your relationship as a learning process, but also a healing process that you get to traverse together when you both commit to doing it. Right, Jordan? <laughs> yeah. And it ends up being fun. Like, I just laugh at Tam every time she has a little Tam attack now. <laughs> and <laughs> she looks at me, like, trying to be all serious, and then I'm just, like, smiling. She's like, what are you smiling about? <laughs> and you know what? Mm. That has made me want to work on myself even more because in my past relationships, if I ever brought something forward to a to my past exes, they would always turn up into a huge argument. So I would avoid speaking truth. I would avoid starting conflict or a fight because it wasn't, you know, wanting to put them, you know, in pain or put them down or, you know, speak badly or at them. One of the biggest things I've learned from all my mentors is the more we can speak truth from a compassionate place you know, and hold them to a standard. Like Jordan will pull me up and he goes, I do not like the way you talk to me like that. And I've had to, you know, really look into the mirror and go, this is also a reflection of myself and how I'm speaking to him is how I'm really a feeling of myself. So, you know, it may be hard for you guys to navigate this through, 
you know, already you guys being in a new, uh, maybe in a longer relationship. But I just ask you guys to to challenge yourself in a way of, you know, becoming the best version of yourselves, not just for yourself, but for your partner and just start to show him rather than tell him and just start to navigate through that. Because again, as I said, from previous relationships, I was always very fearful for speaking truth because one, Jordan now reacts and laughs at me whenever I have my stroppy moods. Whereas in the past, my past relationships, they would really bring me down, get angry at me, yell at me. So I've always been at that sort of reactive state because I kind of would expect that from Jordan, whereas now he just laughs. So it's also brought my energy down into a really calming sensation when we do fight now, rather than me always being on the verge of being on defensive mode because I was resenting all my past exes in the past and pushing it onto Jordan. And you've done the same too, right, babe? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, can't think of any examples right now. But... <laughs> have to just say I'm sure you guys can also tell Jordan and I we balance each other out like I'm obviously very out there big spoken and Jordan's quite calm in his nature and he's never done a podcast before so I know this never <laughs> and I haven't given I was it very nervous yeah I'm, it, I was it, very nervous when I came on it means a lot to me my love um yeah. I thought it'd be a really good time now to also just kind of touch a little bit on how important it is to work on your relationship with your partner because it also reflects on the relationship itself and business. So Jordan, you know this as well, and we've had to navigate how this works best for us. Whenever I'm stressed, I know I take it out on you. And if I'm stressed in the business, it's almost like the impact of me being not focused on you will impact the business too. And I'll give a really good example, right guys? Naturally, now I'm really focusing on balancing between masculine and feminine energy in business and in my relationship with Jordan because sometimes Jordan and I, he'll go off to work, I'll be at home, I'm in my flow of work, but I'm in my masculine flow. He comes home and then, you know, he wants me to be there and playful and in my feminine making him dinner. And I will just be like, no, I'm just going to work. I've got to work. You can do your own dinner. And that caused a lot of friction with us, right, babe? And then that made you bring into, well, that also switched more of your energy systems where that made you also feel more tapping into your feminine because I was so far in my masculine. So for anyone listening right now, it's really important to navigate, you know, these energy systems for your relationships and in business because it all impacts it all, right? You've noticed now that, haven't you, babe, whenever now I'm working and you come home, what allows me to be present for Jordan in our relationship once he's home is me focusing on bringing more feminine energy in our relationship, which then dictates the energy I've brought into my business. So right now, Jordan really wants me to make dinner for him at night. I'm not saying I do this every single night and sometimes he does help me and mum's been making us food as well. But when I support him in that way, it also supports him to be more masculine towards me because I'm being in my feminine. So there's been moments where I'm in my masculine, it's made Jordan become more in his feminine. And so then we've got these fights happening. He goes, I want you to be more in your feminine. And I'm saying to him, I want you to be more in your masculine. And we're bouncing off each other like fighting. And then, um, you know, my business is being affected by it. It's because our friction in our relationship is not in balance. So if this relates to any of you guys listening and babe, you know, <laughs> I'm obviously right now, probably, probably in my feminine right now because I'm on my podcast, 
I would want you guys to see where in your business you can see the masculine energy has affected your relationship with your partner. And then the following question as well, how can you start to balance the energy system so that you have more of the balance in both? So very much like what I do now with Jordan, we go to the gym together, I cook in dinner, and then what's some of the masculine stuff you do for me, babe? Because there's been some things that you've been doing a lot for me that I've said, oh my God, thank you so much. Yeah, so Tam's all about like, it depends on depends what, what your view of masculine it depends on what your view of masculinity is as well, yes. right? So um, my view of masculinity is probably a little bit different to, say, someone listening to this podcast as well. But Tam's view of masculinity is uh, someone who, like, you know, takes care of, um, you know, the bills or um uh, if she needs some help with organizing things that she wants me to take the lead on, on organizing, which is a definite uh, masculine trait to take the lead. Uh, I have a tendency to be very aloof. Uh, so I am just like, go with the flow. Like I don't need to organize anything. Someone else will organize it for me. Um, so it's been for me a bit of a learning curve and I've had to like, take the initiative to go, okay, like I need to do this. I need to organize that. I need to look after town like, okay, she hasn't got the tires done on her car. She doesn't know about that. I'll go get a car sorted. Um, you know, like organizing flights or something like that. Um, what was the other thing I did recently? can't remember. Setting up a podcast, <laughs> remember? I was like having a yeah. meltdown because I was like, I don't know how to put together the technology behind this. <laughs> oh, yeah, the one that you did with Kayla too. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. So, uh, the, <laughs> I'll give everyone a really quick a quick story on that one. So she has this, this mic that's like clips under your shirt and it's got like the uh, 3.5 millimeter jack and she puts it in and they record, I oh, know Sam. And I was like, no, nah, babe, I think it goes in. So I've done this so many times. I know which one it goes in. Okay. Tries again. Doesn't work. I'm like, babe, it goes in this one. Look, put it in that one. Works. And she's like, huh. <laughs> and forget it. Fine. <laughs> Didn't want to admit yeah. that I was <laughs> um, But, yeah, definitely navigating what each other expect from each other in the feminine and masculine is very important. Uh, and having that open communication. This is the first relationship I've had where there's been that open communication in the feminine and masculine energy. Hey guys, real quick. Have you ever been stressed out or stuck on a problem you just can't seem to figure out and then a friend or a mentor comes along with like a fresh perspective and shows you a solution that completely changes the game for you? I'm smiling right now as I say this because I know I've had a ton of these moments while building my businesses and remembering back to all the people I have been helped by, which gets me so excited. So I want to pass on the information here and give you guys a favor to build this Queendom community. You know, whatever platform you are listening on, I encourage you to hit that subscribe button and tune in every Wednesday because you just never know when you will hear that special something that completely changes the game for you. And when it happens, make sure you leave behind five stars so we know our efforts are making an impact. I love you guys. Let's get back into it. And I do want to add, because it's something I'm being more aware that I need to do more of, it's acknowledging when they're in their masculine and saying thank you. 
I know it sounds really yeah. weird to say, thank you for being my masculine today, babe. But it's more so when he did the tire thing and I nearly forgot to say thank you because it was one of those crazy weeks where there was so much going on in my life. He had taken the initiative to book in to get my tires done. And almost the whole day, once he had left, come back, we had dinner. I think I sat there and I didn't even say thank you. And it got to me and I was like, shit, I'm so sorry, babe. I have completely forgotten to, you know, say thank you. I really appreciate you doing this for me. And since then, it's been something that I really want to be more mindful that I want to do more of. And, you know, he does this really well too. He'll always thank me when I've done something for him. He'll also pull me aside when I haven't done something for you, e.g. the dishes and the laundry. I'm such a horrible girlfriend. I really do. This <laughs> sounds so horrible. <laughs> the confessions of Tam, not Jordan. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's been really the, the hardest yet the most worthwhile relationship that I have ever been in, especially, you know, being so open with you guys about it that I'm really willing to do whatever it takes to make this relationship work. And coming back to you guys as well, and we're going to do our fun questions now coming up. I just want you guys to know that while we can name and blame the other person, you know, IG, your partner, it's always coming back to you because it's really a reflection of you. I've done so many countless times where I'm going, Jordan, you don't do this. Jordan, you don't, don't do that. And I've had to look at my own self and go, hang on tomorrow. You're not doing this too. You're not doing that because it is a mirror and the more you can take ownership of that and just be the best version of yourself for not just you, but for your relationship, that's going to create the ripple effect in your business too. I'm having such more better, beautiful communications with my clients now and my business in, is, is in such a beautiful state while there's still a lot of stresses behind the scene because I really want to value the time and energy I put into myself and the relationship with Jordan as well. So. I thought I would leave it at that, babe. But let's um, now go through the questions, my love. I think you should start with, we're going to do you go first, I'll go next. What do you reckon? <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. So Jordan, what is something? Wait, 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 Jordan, just stop. Look to the mic because you're not talking. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so you need to... <laughs> <laughs> Because if you look that way, the volume then goes outwards. Ah, okay. I got you. It's your first podcast. Okay. <laughs> what, is something, what has been something you did that you felt bad about? Um, so I did lose my shit at TAM recently. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I did kind of feel a bit bad about it because I did go a little bit too far. Um, and it was probably something that was just a bit, uh, what's the word? Not petty, but like insignificant. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so I did feel bad about that. And I came back to her about it. <laughs> and I did apologize and try to sort that out. And yeah, we're all good. Yeah, we're all good. Should I, should I say what it was? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty bad. <laughs> Yeah, it's up to you. Nah, we won't. <laughs> I'll put it into context, guys. He, His variation of bad is nothing compared to what I've been to in the past when I've had fights. So to him, it felt really significant 
and really horrible. And while yes, at the time it was, you know, not good. And it was just the heated discussion we had and, you know, the time frame and it was Christmas and it probably added some emotions around that. Sorry, I'm fixing my phone because it's falling apart. But compared to what I've traversed with other relationships in the past, it's nothing compared. But to him, it was really a big moment. So I really appreciate you sharing that, babe. Hmm. Yeah. My question, you're going to hate me for this one. Um, actually, no, you're not. <laughs> the next one you will. Um, this one is how does how does he handle your success? Honestly, does it affect your masculine feminine balance? Ooh, okay. I'll be honest, at the start, so Jordan actually out of every person I've been with has never once been jealous or envious or not supportive at all. He's actually been the first person who's been my biggest cheerleader in this relationship of the success I have. Like he's the one that wants to help me with my, my business in all parts that he can be able to help. If it's affected him in any other way, it's only brought more of a push for him to step up with his, with his business and with his life. Um, because we've spoken about this before. We were meant to basically, you know, work together on your business thing. And we stopped doing that because it affected our relationship because I was basically not switching off from work. So Jordan is yeah. doing a lot of drop shipping stuff. Just to give you guys a bit of context, I did do a whole promotion thing that I was going to support him with um, coaching him and documenting him. And I got so busy with work. And whenever we came back to doing his business, I was so much in my masculine and not switching off. We were then not present in our relationship. So we decided to not work together with his business goals, which I think has been really good for us. But he's also now taken the initiative based on the successes I've had into taking ownership and wanting to also step up in his goals as an entrepreneur and whatnot. Like now he's doing everything with a mentor and on his own, which I feel like that's been his driving force because he's watched me grow so quickly. Is that, am I right in saying that? I could be making this up. Yeah, yeah. So um, going back to the start, like the your success has never been an issue for me. Like I, I'm like all for it. It's it doesn't emasculate me. It doesn't concern me at all. I've never been uh, envious or, like you said, jealous. Um, and it's something that uh, your best friend, uh, Trufy, noticed early on as well. He's like, oh, you guess I like you because like, you don't care about, you know, this side of her. And I was like, why would I? Like, I want you for the person you are, not for the success you have. Um, so, and, yeah, like when it came to us working on my business together, it was exactly like you said, like, even though, like, she would finish work and I'd be like, okay, babe, like, uh, can you help me with this? Like, I need, you know, to know how to do this with Instagram or blah, blah, blah. And because I had that, like, uh, feeling of, like, she was committed to doing that, it was almost like an expectation and that put a lot of pressure on us and we were, like you said, never switching off. Um, and it did start to become a bit of an issue. And I started to see it early on and I started to pull back. And then Tam was like, why aren't you asking, you know, when I go and have troubles, why aren't you asking this person? Why aren't you asking me for this? And I was like, well, I do. But, like, 
every time I do, like it's a it's an issue. So I'm just like, gonna step away. Like I just don't want to deal with it. I just find someone else who can help. So then I started looking at mentors, and I got a couple. Um, I trialed a couple. Um, wasn't really happy with them, and then I found uh, someone through a Discord uh, that I started to uh, replicate their results and just go from there. And it's been a lot easier and better for our relationship. And you know what? I um, am now, for those of you watching and listening, I'm putting a charger into my computer before it dies. Give me a sec. Um, one of the biggest <laughs> things I really appreciate it is that we can both help each other in certain ways for the business rather than being fully into it. Um, but Jordan and I have also probably maybe later on in our relationship, we'll probably want to support each other more in other ways in the businesses that we are both focusing on. And I know Jordan will probably want to help more down the track when he leaves his full-time job and vice versa. When I've got more people on my team, I want to be able to be there for him just as much as being there for me. But I think what we've really established early on and going through that is that we really want to be there for each other, for our relationship so that we can support our business outside of our relationship, which has been really big. So that was a tough one, wasn't it, babe? Yeah. <laughs> All right, what's I'm guessing next? the next one's going to be. Uh, what's one thing you always do even when you fight? Is that what it's supposed to be? Yeah, that makes sense. So, like, one yeah. thing you do even when you fight. Um, one thing I do even when I fight. No, both kind of stubborn. But we've, we've gotten a bit better with that. <laughs> I think the question is more um, like, what is one thing you try and make sure you do even if you are fighting? That's what it sounds like. Oh, okay. Um... I guess communication was like it's the one thing we always try to do is communicate. Like even when we're fighting, it's always coming back to communication. Um, yeah. The other day in the car, like I said something that triggered Tam and she like blew up at me in front of like a couple of friends. Is like, all right, what just triggered you? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And then we got in the house and she's like, well, I got triggered because of this. Like, and I was like, okay, well, like it wasn't meant that way. I was just asking, and. You know, we just navigate around it. So, yeah, I guess it comes back, yeah, to communication. Yeah. I sound like I'm always losing my shit, which is not the case. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you are Brazilian I, after all. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, um, I find that I can definitely contain myself and then it's like that one thing, which, again, comes back to more work that I believe I still need to do, that if there's things triggering myself, there's more things for me to look at. Um, and I remember that fight in the car. It was something so stupid. It, it was like he had said something and the way you said it, it's just the way you said it triggered me. Um, yeah. Which was really funny. But Oh, I know what it was. <laughs> it was like, I was like, oh, you're going on a boat. Like, and you're like, yeah, I've told you. I was like, whoa. <laughs> but but admittedly, you, you had a lot of stress on that day. <laughs> so <laughs> It shouldn't be an excuse, but I appreciate you saying that. Um, but yeah, one of the things Jordan and I, <laughs> I believe we, tr we focus on making it a habit is if we do <clears throat> have a fight, we are quick to solve it. Even if we need to kind of like go away, when I say go away, like drive off, but more so like that fight happened in the car and then there was a bit of silence getting home. And then once I got home, we were both together and I was in the kitchen. I had to 
calmly say, you know, that triggered me because of X, Y, and Z. And then we had the discussion pretty much straight away after that. And then we, we solved the fights quite quickly. The other thing I like to add, sorry, I've just taken your question over, is that I always want to make sure I go to bed without having like an issue not solved. So we've had fights where we go to bed and, you know, the other person turns around and the other person turns around and the other person's like waiting for the other person to say something. And I've just learned that like even if I was in the wrong or even if Jordan was in the wrong, like it's so much better for the person, either parties, just to make sure you don't go to bed angry. We've done that before. And remember, we did not sleep that whole night. It just, it's wasted energy. Yeah. Love you. <laughs> My turn. Okay. <laughs> <Love> you. <laughs> um, <laughs> how often do you guys have sex per month with how busy you are? <laughs> well, since I've started dancing, <laughs> hopefully a lot more because I feel really like feminine <laughs> and, and sexual. Um, yeah. It's a tough one. That's actually your question. Oh, I'm answering this, right? <laughs> Yeah, you're answering that one now. <laughs> um, I will admit, we are both quite sexual people. In saying that, we have really been so busy that I would say we're probably doing it like, oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say three times a week at the moment. It's been such a busy week and month, but before this month has been probably like every day. Which one? <laughs> that like before <laughs> I'm going red. In oh, the before this month. <laughs> yeah. We're having it like every, every, every day, but there was also a period where we weren't having sex because we were just so stressed in our business and work. Yeah. We didn't prioritize that. So yeah. One of the things we're working through. I think I'll add to that. I think also there, there was like, going back to that feminine, feminine, masculine energy, when we had that um, turned around, obviously there's the mismatch of drive between the two. Yeah. So that had a big play in um, that time where that sexual energy just wasn't there because she was in a masculine all the time, yeah. which emasculated me, put me in my, uh, more in my feminine and I just didn't feel like it either. So, uh, but now that's coming back around. Um, yeah, it's been a lot better. Totally. And I'll share this again openly with you ladies listening. You know, it is really important to be intimate with your partner sexually and other things. Like one of the things I noticed with Jordan that he loves was physical touch. And I can become very, I don't want to touch you because I'm busy. And I've noticed that becomes a masculine trait of mine that when I'm in that space, all he wants is like me to, you know, give him a hug or to hold him. And one of the things I've navigated through that is really letting myself give that to Jordan because I do tend to become very like, this is how I am. I don't have time to touch you. And he just laughs at me because he's like, he's like I'm going to just hold on to you and I know this is really uncomfortable for you and I'm going to hold you tight. And it's just allowing him to be that person around me and me allowing myself to be in my feminine to feel that I can be affectionate with him. So another little piece there for you guys to sort of navigate through <laughs> your love languages because, yeah, mine's gifts and Jordan is physical touch. <laughs> yeah. um, 
you've got another question. Should we do one more each? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I've got two here, so we can okay. do one or two. What do you want to do? Okay, we'll do, do two. two. Yeah. Uh, what weird quirk do you love about Tam? Because let's be real, she's weird. <laughs> What's a weird quirk you have? Um, I like when she, she 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 likes to get into these little dance moves. Oh, the funniest quirk is when she's at like F forty five and she does this little weird run. <laughs> I really have. I no love idea. it. <laughs> it's, it's like this little like, uh, soldier boy run. I don't know. It's cute, but I like that. It's a bit of a quirk. Um, and what else? So annoying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't think of any others at the moment. Yeah. There's oh, <laughs> yeah. so many. This whole episode is just a quirk for you guys. Um, what have I got here? Um, when was the last time... You are wrong in a fight. Every time. Oh. He's always wrong. Gosh, I have to think about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Because I'm always right. That's why it's so hard for me to find that out. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I think what about the I'm... microphone? Oh, well, they already know that story. You know what? <laughs> I... I um... I had a pretty, in Bali, our first holiday we went on, uh, our first international holiday, we actually traversed through some big things there. And I actually was probably the most responsible for those fights. And that was only because I felt that was when we were going through all the stuff with my father. And that was coming up a lot in our relationship. So just a bit of context. Um, that I've been working through with my my mentor, I used to have, whenever I went too far into a fight with Jordan, I would be basically speaking to Jordan as if he was my dad. So there was a lot of resentment. So whenever those fights happen, you know, Jordan was really calm and like understanding. And there was almost like I had turned into a completely different person and had just seen that's my dad. I'm speaking to my dad right now and I just want to hurt him and hurt him and hurt him and hurt him. And just to give you guys a bit more context, whenever I used to fight with my dad, he never responded. He would just stay still with no emotions, nothing. So we've actually done so much work on this now, haven't we, my love, that whenever we fight now, it it never gets to that level. But that's probably a lot of the times where I have felt like I was really wrong because I would speak to him in a way of wanting to just bring him down and hurt him. And Jordan would just take it and just cop it. So we did a lot of healing around that. So that was probably the worst and probably where I was most wrong was just really blaming you for everything and not taking responsibility. This this is a saucy episode. You guys are going to watch this. What's your your next question? (laughs) Um, What was the first gift that I bought you? What was it, babe? You know what? Until you, until you laughed, I actually forgot. <laughs> I actually thought it was the Easter one. And then as you laughed, I was like, oh, no, it was that one. <laughs> yeah. What was it, babe? 
was that present then, my love? Yes. So, um, what's the name of it called again? It's um, it's a sex toy. Let's let's get that out there. It's a sex toy. It was it was um, it like sucks the clip. Oh, wow. We're going there. <laughs> I can't remember the name of it. I can't remember yeah. the name of it. Anyway, great toy. Women go crazy for it. <laughs> Raving reviews. <laughs> Check the description below for the name and the link. George, find it. Yeah. yeah. So We're not affiliates, present. by the way. <laughs> what did you say? Yeah, that was the first present. We're yeah. not affiliates. <laughs> There's no affiliates about it. Um, I can't even remember the name of it now, but anyway, yeah, it's a great toy. Yeah, that was the first yeah. time. I think it was like two or three weeks in. We weren't even together. I don't even know why. Yeah, we no, we're, we're just, oh, because, you know, I wanted to have some fun with you. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. This is like no. what I loved about us at the start and still obviously <laughs> we are a very adventurous couple. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. My questions are boring compared to yours. Um, okay. Here's my last one for you, my love. It is, <laughs> um, has Jordan ever said something to you where he, where you, has Jordan ever said something to you where he said, you remind me of my ex? Yeah. Okay. So not so much, but yes. So there was a fight not long ago we had, and I remember you said to me that it brought up a lot of stuff because I think the types of fights you guys used to have was, um, it was always, I can't remember now. It was almost like, it was almost like she was always putting you down for, for work and working and you were always looking after her. And I think we had a massive fight just about, I think it was like an expectation thing. I can't remember what I said. Um, and you were really upset. You were like, this is exactly what I'm not going to mention her name would say to me whenever we would fight. Um, and yeah. do, do you remember which one? I can't remember specifically. I can't remember specifically, but I did get really triggered. I like, I lost my shit. And um, yeah, it took me a while to calm down. I wanted to sleep out here on the lounge. Um, and then Tam was like, no, like, let's talk about this, come to bed, like, you know, what's going on? And then I had to explain that, you know, what she had said, like, really doesn't sit well with me because it was, like, something that in a past abusive, like, emotionally abusive and slightly physically abusive relationship that I had in my um, seven, like early teens, uh, late teens, sorry, early 20s. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it just triggered me and I had to... Yeah, sort of calm myself down. She tried to come out here, and I was like, "Nah, just stay away from me right now." Like it's, it got really intense. Um, but yeah, we got through it, and I had to work on a bit of that and reflect back on why it was so triggering for me. We both did, babe, because I felt like I was asking for for things from you, and now I remember now I was asking for things for you. I was asking. I was basically like sharing my values and what I needed from a man when also I wasn't giving you the security and safety of what you needed from me in a woman. Um, and I think that's why you were triggered because I was asking you for X, Y, and Z 
you know, and you basically were like, you know, I, I'm always happy to do this, but these are the things I also value and you haven't been doing. And this is triggering me right now because this is what my ex didn't do as well. It was always mm. like needing, 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 and it was never, um, it was never enough. I think that's what it was. So, and I think, yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. Again, this is where we've had a lot of fights, but I think this is coming back to what we really want to make this episode about. You know, we have gone through in the 10 months we've been together, like significant things that have made us really want to work on ourselves for our, for our relationship. And it comes back to how much you value, not just the relationship, but also yourself and how much you want to grow with the person. Because I do believe love is never enough there definitely needs to be like the both similarities of values that you have and being able to, you know, understand if both of you aren't meeting each other at each other's values, because that's something that comes up for me a lot. And I do this with my clients as well. If you have values in your personal life, but there's conflicting values, e.g., you know, you value money, but then you're spending it on X, Y, and Z, the same values go in a relationship. You know, if you value your partner, you know, spending money on you, well, then a conflicting value might be that you are constantly, you know, focusing on just the need of money rather than supporting him with investing each other on, you know, a savings account, as an example. So I think what we really wanted to do with this episode was, you know, yes, have confessions. Yes, share our stories. Yes, be completely open and vulnerable, but also to give you guys you know, also the the opportunity to do the same with your relationship that you're in now, or when you jump into a relationship, what you can also navigate through and also just get to know Jordan and I as a couple that we're just not perfect, but we love each other so much and we really want to do whatever it takes for the relationship. And who knows, in six months time, he may have proposed, you know, he may have, you know, put a ring on it. Who knows? Like we may be celebrating that. That was just a bit of a... <laughs> or, or I may put a baby in the oven. <laughs> another conversation for an episode the baby chat which <laughs> is not happening anytime soon <laughs> um, <laughs> Jordan I think this is important because I always finish an episode with this question and maybe this could be an advice you want to give out to women or even couples listening or even men who want to listen if you were to advise anyone when it comes to the keys to the queendom, whether it's like a piece of advice they can take from this episode that you think is going to be really valuable to them, what would that advice be? So we're near at the end of the episode. I know I don't want it to end either. And I love you guys so much for tuning in every week and coming to this journey with me. But the good news is it doesn't have to end here. If you've gotten value from today, I have something really special I want to share with you. Now, most people are very dedicated to learning from podcasts or books, but when it comes to taking the action required to make these ambitions come true, they retreat back to their comfort zone and listen to another podcast. But I know that there is a small group of queens listening right now that are hungry for more. You want complete freedom over how you spend your time and money and you want to be able to do it from anywhere in the world. I understand you, I was you. And now I have complete freedom over my time, location and money. And I did it all with my social media blueprint. And if you are part of the group that takes action towards your dream life, I have included an exclusive link for you to jump on board below at 50% off. 
I appreciate you queens all so much. Now let's finish this one with a bang. Uh, on relationships or? It could be anything. Relationship, business, anything. how it all, yeah. Um, okay, I'll, I'll give like maybe two bits of, uh, I guess, my knowledge, wisdom sort of thing that I've come across. Uh, the first one will be around business and that is if you really want to grow and scale your business, you have to just keep punching. Like, just keep punching. Like, there's going to be days where you wake up, you don't want to do a thing. I get those days. Tam knows it. Like, I procrastinate. I'm the worst at it. But the thing that gets me, and I was actually talking to Troy Rosier about this today, uh, is that I hate being bored. So when I'm home and I'm bored, like, I just go back to the business because I know, like, I'm just going to keep going and keep going. Like, yeah, I've... I've failed so many times that I just keep going because one day it's going to happen and you're going to get there. So just keep going. As, as mundane and boring as it may be some days or you feel like a failure, just keep punching because the more you keep punching on something, it can change things. So on relationships, um, I think, uh you know, we need to let go of the stereotypes of the masculine and the, the feminine sort of thing, like, and just communicate with each other because everyone's different. And men have been taught to, you know, hold their emotions in, don't share them with the women and stuff like that because that's not masculine. Um, so for the feminine to give that space to their masculine men, like to be able to communicate and let him share his feelings in a safe environment without judgment and vice versa for the men. Like just be there for the woman, let her, you know, talk it out, let her get emotional with you and just be there and be like, yep, it's all right. Let it, let me have it. I'm here. I'll be here. And yeah, that's my advice. <laughs> And um, everyone listening, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. It's a little bit saucy, a little bit juicy. Let's be real, babe. It was really fucking juicy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But again, that just shows you guys that we're human and we want to obviously support all you listeners out there on how you can also create beautiful relationships and navigate through the tough times and still work on the good times together and grow together as well. My love, Jordan, thank you so much for being here. And everyone else, stay tuned for the next episode next week on Keys to the Queendom.